Welcome to Straight Talk with Wine Spectator, a podcast from the world's most widely read wine magazine. I'm your host, James Molesworth, Wine Spectator's senior editor and special projects director, and you're listening to a special preview edition of Straight Talk, Episode 7. You can hear the full, uninterrupted episode for free at winespectator.com slash podcast. In this episode, we're highlighting our April 30th, 2023 issue, talking to Red Rooster chef owner Marcus Samuelson and Frasca salmon owner Bobby Stuckey about how they balance wine and work and how they keep fit. And now joining me as always is our podcast director, Rob Taylor. Hello, James. Welcome back. How was your trip to Napa? It was great. I was there for a couple of weeks, stopped in at a couple of wineries, probably two that you've heard of, Robert Mondavi and David Ramey. I have heard of them because we've published your winery intel columns on the website already, so our listeners can read much more on both of those visits there. Now, before we get into the heart of the episode, I need to remind our listeners about the offline of all offlines. It's the ultimate wind down. Wine Spectator's Grand Tour Super Tasting is back. It's 200 wines rated 90 points or higher. It kicks off in Hollywood, Florida, April 15th. Then it's on to Chicago, April 22nd. And it wraps up in Las Vegas, April 29th. Tickets are on sale now at Grand Tour at winespectator.com. Now, a Grand Tour ticket costs about the same as your typical bottle of Napa Cabernet these days. So when you get into that tasting, you've got 200 wines at your disposal, including a number of prominent Napa Cabernets like Camus, Diamond Creek, Etude, Stag's Leap, name a few. So it's a pretty good buy uh, for a heck of a tasting, a couple hours that you can walk around and try all those wines. I highly recommend it. Not to mention the free souvenir Riedel wine glass. Mm-hmm. That too. As for our episode, we're ready to get started. Let's get into it. Our April cover story is about wine and wellness. Yes, you can drink wine and have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And one of our lead reporters on this was senior editor Kristen Beeler. She's joining us now. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, James. Hey, Rob. Hey. Kristen, I've been lucky enough to enjoy your cooking. I consider you an excellent chef, and you've always got that, that great farm-to-table style uh, when you put out a spread. Of course, there's always wine there, and you're super active, too. Your, your whole family is is all of that like a conscious decision for you in, in how you live your lifestyle? Oh, well, first of all, thanks, James. That's so nice. I would say yes. Uh, you know, wine and food overconsumption is a real occupational hazard for all of us in this business. So I try to eat healthy. And luckily, I live in New York, so I walk absolutely everywhere, which keeps me fit. I'm not anywhere near as fit as the people we profile, but um, I definitely am always moving. Well, let's get to this cover story, Kristen. One of the subjects of the April issue is Chef Marcus Samuelson. Tell us about him. Yeah, so Marcus Samuelson, he came to the U.S. at 22. He grew up in Sweden, and he pretty quickly made a name for himself in New York as a really talented chef. At first at Aquavit, which is the Swedish restaurant in Midtown in New York, and then he built his own restaurant empire. He has his flagship restaurant, Red Rooster in Harlem, and he has restaurants now all over the world. Um, he just opened a new one in New York called Hav and Mar, where he's only employing women in leadership positions, which is pretty interesting. He's also a judge on a new number of food shows like Chopped and Top Chef and a cookbook author. So I wanted to talk to him about how he finds time to fit balance and fitness into his daily life in spite of everything he's juggling. And he talked a lot about how it's important not just for his health, but also for his creativity as a chef. Welcome, Marcus. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be here. So the life of a chef and restaurateur is not one that most of us associate with optimal healthy living. There's very real occupational hazards in your line of work between late nights, the stress. You're incredibly disciplined. How have you managed to create such a life of balance and, and health given everything else you juggle? 
Well, I don't think anyone would look at it from balance, uh, <laughs> uh, especially if you ask my wife. But I think balance and how you want to be a chef is something you have to work on really, really hard. Because, yes, we are essentially working when the majority of the population are off, right? So to fit in family and to fit in a healthier lifestyle, it is challenging. But I also think that if I wouldn't have this decision, I wouldn't still be a chef. I've, I've cooked since I was 17 years old professionally, right? It's almost like an athlete or um, something like that. It tears on your body tremendously. So I look at my workout routine or my space of exercising or walking a lot as part of longevity. You know, so it's an investment just like a restaurant can be an investment, just like wine can be an investment. And I need it in order to process and also in order to create. You know, end of the day, I think a chef, we're part craft, part artist, but then we also have to be able to do so many other roles like manage people, market our product, all of these different things. And if, if I don't have my health with me, I can't do any of that. It's really interesting to talk to Marcus because he has so many ideas and such a unique perspective on restaurants and restaurant culture and how we can change that to make it more humane for people who work in it. Another person I spoke to for this feature who has a lot of opinions on that is Bobby Stuckey. And James, I know you connected with Bobby as well. Yeah, Bobby's always impressive. Uh, you know, you talk to Marcus Samuelson, and that's sort of the wine and food combination, the chef side of things. Bobby is on the service side of things in restaurants. I was a sommelier for a year. I know how hard that job is. He's been doing it for decades. He's really one of the, the elder statesmen, and I say that out of all due respect because he doesn't look a day over 35. He's super active. Um, he joined us via Zoom from one of his restaurants in Boulder, Colorado, to talk about this same subject. Bobby Stuckey, welcome to Straight Talk. How are you? James and Wine Spectator, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on with you. Restaurant work is a grind, my friend, and you probably know that better than anyone. You've been in the industry for 40 years. Obviously, you love what you do, but you've also had to make some commitments to yourself other than just going to work every day. In our story on you for our wine and wellness issue, in your early years, that commitment to yourself was no late night after shift drinking. So what brought you to that realization as a young sommelier in an industry where, you know, the late night wind down is a really common thing? Well, I mean, it's a great question. And, and look, I don't want to sound like, you know, everyone has to stop having fun. I have a great time. But in the mid 90s, I was working as the wine director at the Little Mill in Aspen. And, you know, part of the culture is you go out after work. It doesn't matter if you're in Aspen, New York, Paris, wherever. And I just wanted to I it was a numbers game. I wanted to be the best I could be. And if you kind of look at school, 90 to 100% is an A. And I wanted to be an A. And if I looked at it mathematically, if I had a couple, one or two days a week where I wasn't spot on and you work a five-day work week, it's impossible to, to be 90% of your best that week. And so I made a decision. Uh, I think it was like 1999. I said, okay, I'm not going to go out after work. And then, of course, on my night off, I'd go out and have dinner and things like that. But just cutting that out, and it seems dramatic for a young person. I, look, I have many team members that are young, and I tell them that, and they look at me like I have three heads coming out of my neck. But in all honesty, it's amazing how much easier this industry is once you decide to get normal sleep patterns, get some exercise done in the morning, all these things. This industry that we all say is so hard – automatically becomes 20 to 30% more sustainable. 
That's all we have time for in this special preview edition of Straight Talk, Episode 7. You can hear even more from Marcus Samuelson and Bobby Stuckey in the full-length episode. We also cover how the Silicon Valley bank collapse is impacting the California wine industry, and we chat with Dr. Vinny about what you need to know before attending a wine tasting. You can hear it all exclusively and for free at winespectator.com slash podcast. I hope you'll find us there soon, but until then, I'm James Molesworth, reminding you to always share when you drink the good stuff.